Hey all welcome back to Data Driven Health Radio. I'm your host, Dave Korsunski. On this show, we want to teach you how to take a data-driven approach to your health. So we look at all of the latest technology, all of the researchers, speak to as many of the health experts as we can. First of all, to help you learn how to capture and quantify data on your health. Second, to learn how to interpret that data so you can use it for better health decision making. That's what we focus on on this show. That's also why we've created the Heads Up Health app, which will allow you to link up all of your health information into one place and use our tools to start to use that information for better health decision making. So if you haven't checked out our app yet, head over to headsuphealth.com. And now let's get into the next episode. Welcome to Data Driven Health Radio. Hey, y'all, welcome back to Data Driven Health Radio. And today I have the founder of Chronometer sitting across from me on the screen, Aaron Davidson. Aaron, really, really excited to have you on the show. We've got a ton of users in common, so I'm really glad we finally were able to start integrating. But thanks for making time on a Friday afternoon and really appreciate you joining us here today. No problem. Good to be here. Hello, everybody. Well, as I just mentioned to you before we started, Aaron, I love talking to, to founders who are building stuff and who have taken a passion and turned it into a product that's helping people leave healthier lives, lead healthier lives. That's what I'm trying to do with Heads Up Health. That's what you're doing with Chronometer, helping, I don't know, is it, is it safe to say millions at this point of people tracking their, their nutrition and changing their lifestyle? I would say so, yep. Yeah. That's amazing. So I always love speaking with the founders, hearing their story, and then we can delve into all kinds of nerdy technical topics as well. We've got a lot of technical people on the line, so we can talk about just how we're integrating our products and things like that. But man, you guys are everywhere. You've, you've got a really amazing product. And uh, so I want to, first of all, hear your story. I also want people to know that Aaron is also a fellow Canadian. I was born and raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, the prairies, the frozen tundra, as I, I often refer to it. Aaron's got a little slightly nicer climate up there in, in, in British Columbia. And you're up in Revelstoke, right, Aaron? Yeah. Cool. Or as we're calling it right now, Rebel Smoke, unfortunately. Yeah, well, so, hey, we got the same thing up in Tahoe. Uh, we, we got the smoke coming down here as well. So fellow Canadian, fellow founder, and fellow entrepreneur. So, yeah, really, really excited for our conversation. Fellow data nerd. Fellow data nerd. And we also have an ongoing debate about who lives in a, a cooler ski town. But we can't, <laughs> we can't actually settle that one yet until <laughs> Aaron comes to Truckee and I get a chance to visit Revelstoke. Yeah. So that well, will we'll make, we'll make it happen. Yeah, it'll be table for another day. Are you a skier, snowboarder? Here. Yeah, awesome. Where were you born? Uh, I was born in BC. Uh, lived all over Western Canada growing up. Yeah. And then you made it back there and decided to start the business in uh, Revelstoke. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I could I could dig into my backstory uh, now if you'd tell, like. Tell us how Chronometer came into the world. How did you give birth to the baby? That's, I think, a, a lot of people yeah. love to hear that story. Mm -hmm. So uh, hopefully most of your audience has heard of uh, Aubrey de Grey by now, uh, the longevity researcher with the giant beard. Yep. Uh, so I was involved lightly uh, with him and his Methuselah Mouse Prize back in... I think this is around 2004-ish. Um, just volunteering for that. Uh, I was really into longevity and, and anti-aging and uh, transhumanism and, and all that fun stuff. So before and, you started Chronometer, you had a, a strong aptitude towards health and yeah. part of your personal passions even before Chronometer. Absolutely, cool. yeah. Just in, in being in that crowd and exposed to what was going on with this. Uh, so for those that don't know, the Methuselah Mouse Prize is I like the X prize or those other prize purses for, for spurring research and development to, so it's a prize purse. I'm not sure what it's at now, several million dollars for beating the world record in longest lived mouse mm -hmm. um, verifiably. Um, and at the time, the longest lived mice by a wide margin of any other type of intervention were from caloric restriction with optimal nutrition. So this CRON diet, C-R-O-N is sort of the acronym. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, since then, uh, research has moved along and now there's a lot of, a lot of overlap with intermittent fasting research and ketogenic diets um, that show a lot of overlapping benefits that hardcore CR um, also gives you. Um, yep. I don't think, you know, anything is quite as effective still as, as CR, but as far as like slowing down the aging process, that, that was the number one intervention. There was no supplement, no vitamin, no, you know, any kind of compound you, you, that had been able to get anywhere close to beating this, this record other than caloric restriction. And so I became very interested in, in being a guinea pig hmm. as, uh, you know, a small group of uh, other weirdos on the internet. So there was a, there's, there still is a community, but I it think was, it's a big group of weirdos now. The, the word, yeah, yeah. <laughs> myself <laughs> and, included. <laughs> yeah, so so I mean, the trick though to doing caloric restriction over the long term is getting a healthy diet with um, very low calories, and the only real good way to do that is by meticulously tracking and designing your meals uh, to try and get everything you need from healthy whole foods uh, while still like hitting these really low calorie goals. Yep. And uh, there was not any really good software. There was some really crappy software out there that, that would let you track, but I, I was unsatisfied with what I found when I poked around and I was like, I could make something way better than this in a weekend. And so yeah. I did. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I started by pulling down uh, the USDA food database and I, I whipped up a, a little desktop app. So it wasn't, wasn't the commercial product we have today, but it was just a, a uh, little open source project, uh, uh, offline standalone desktop app that ran on Windows and Mac. Um, so and what was your background before that, Aaron? Were you interested in research or computer science? What was, what was yeah, I think leading up was, to this? I was, I was uh, actually in my first job out of university. I did a, a bachelor's and master's in computer science. Mm. Um, master's was actually in artificial intelligence. Um, but my first job after that was in a biotech, bioinformatics software company. So I was, I was pretty well immersed in, yep. in similar kind of things. It was okay. more genetics, like proteomic stuff. But um, 
but yeah, it, 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 it was definitely, you know, up in my wheelhouse to, to do this sort of thing. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, that's how I originally wrote this just as a little hobby project really for my own use, but I, I gave it away for free, maintained it for many years, kept, kept updating it as more, better data came out, kept adding features and uh, it just had its own little following. Uh, and, and that's also the story behind the weird name. You know, was, was well, the cron. Now I know where the cron comes yeah, from. It's the, and, and you fill up your little meters, your bars, yeah. to, to try and get your, uh, your 100% of your, your recommended daily amounts of all your vitamins and minerals. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, pretty simple, you know, story behind the name. But, uh, yeah, when it came time, uh, so for many years I was off doing my career. I went to, uh, did a couple of years, uh, almost five years in Ireland, working for a big online poker company. Mm-hmm. And uh, when that finally burnt me out and spat me out, I decided I was going to be a ski bum. Yeah. Went back to Canada, landed yeah. in uh, Canmore, which uh, is just outside of Banff National. I know Canmore. Uh, I've been there. Yeah. 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 So also a great ski town. Right on Actually, the brink of all the mountains there. Yeah. So lots of nice ski resorts, uh, you know, are accessible from there with a pretty short drive. So yeah. I was, um, and Basically, in between skiing that winter, I, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do next. And so I decided to, and also around this time, that growth of the, the open source free version of Chronometer uh, had, was starting to feel like a job. I was getting emails every day, people demanding things. It doesn't matter if you give something away for free. People still treat you like your company and, yeah. and your customer. They pay totally. you. Yeah. Owe them. We're just conditioned <laughs> that way. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, it really was kind of a no-brainer. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm getting kind of sick of uh, doing all this evenings and weekends work for free. I, I think there's a business here. Let's uh, maybe tinker away at that. And so that's really cool. A few months kind of completely rewriting it as a, um, a web-based commercial product that, you know, ran in the cloud and could sync your data across all your devices and, you know, quickly followed up with the mobile app. So what well. stack are you guys using in the web app? The web app? Uh, that is Google Web Toolkit powered, which yep. is not a very popular choice anymore. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it was, it was still uh, it kind of predates. So this is 2011 yeah. when, it, we, uh, when I actually formed a business. Yep. And uh, launched it as a, a chronometer.com. Cool. Yeah. yeah, my story, Aaron, is, is remarkably similar. I was many, many years working in, in data centers here in Silicon Valley, actually flying all over the country, and then spent seven years here in, in California, Silicon Valley. Got burnt out, got spit out of Silicon Valley here, took off to Southeast Asia, just backpacked, pretty much just allowed myself like three or four solid months for my health to just completely rejuvenate itself which is pretty much the amount of time that it took to just get me back onto solid footing. And then came back to the United States here. And much like you, I didn't know what I was going to do next. So my background was more though working in networks and data storage. And so I didn't have the coding background. So I just went back and, and did a a coding uh, intensive coding uh, immersion program. And I had to re- work pretty hard on my health as well and had it all in a spreadsheet. And so my final project, I'm like, man, just connect to my doctor's office by API, pull down my lab tests. Let me enter some data myself. 
and let me upload a few documents. And I'm like, that's my own little personal health record was like my, my final project. And same thing, man, just put it out there. Actually, some of the first people that really started pounding on it were these ketogenic diet people. And they were the first ones that were really active in the system. Mm-hmm. And log, as you know, logging the blood sugar and the ketones and, and checking the weight and the body fat. And so then I tried the ketogenic diet myself for the first time. I'd never actually heard of it, but I, I bought the uh, Precision Extra Meter. Actually, it was a lot harder than I thought to get those numbers up above 0.5. I'll admit that. It was a lot harder than I thought. But once I got there, it was really just incredible. And so that set us down the path. And yeah, I started seeing people that were using it enough to say, I, th- I think there's something here that, that I could build a business and make a career out of. Yeah. And, I, think, um, I think the key here, like, and for entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs listening, like we scratched our own itches. Yeah. Something you knew you wanted. Yeah. And yes. I built something I knew I wanted. And even if uh, that's the thing about the, the modern era and the internet, even if you're a weirdo, mm-hmm. there are, there are 5 million other weirdos just like you out there. Cause, cause you have access to billions and, uh, and that's enough to build a small company and maybe not the next Facebook, but yep. you can have pretty good business, uh, satisfying quite a, a particular niche. Um, but if, if you want something really bad and you can build and you have the skills to build it and it doesn't exist, like, I think that's a great starting point. Yeah. And you have the passion. So, I mean, for everybody who's listening and has a itch, they want to scratch, even if it's not a technology company, even if it's just sharing your passion through, through social media or through a blog, there's, there's definitely 5 million other weirdos out there who want to <laughs> consume whatever it is you're producing. You know, you, you, you and I are building products that could get infinitely complex when you start really building in more data science and analytics mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I think we both, first of all, wanted to solve the immediate challenge, which is how do you give just the regular Joe some tools to be able to use this? You know, absent of like machine learning and, and AI and all this other kind of stuff you could build, the first thing I wanted to do was just provide some tools for people. And the same thing for you. And then you, you can take it as deep as you want to from there. And I remember asking you when we met face-to-face for the first time in San Diego, <coughs> Just how, how is it building a small company <clears throat> in a small town? Because we both live in ski towns. You're, you're in Revelstoke. I'm in Truckee, California. Probably similar in size. I don't know much about the towns. But Truckee is right on the border of like all the Lake Tahoe ski resorts. Probably not unlike Canmore is. And you said the same thing. It's like, yeah, this is just a, it's a good business. It might not be as big as it could be if I was in some major metropolitan city and had $10 million in VC funding, but it's a lifestyle business, which I think is awesome. Although based on some of the social media stuff coming from chronometer, it sounds like uh, you guys got more than you can handle over there. So it must be exciting times for you guys. Sounds like you're really busy and there's a lot of growth happening. Uh, So Aaron, when, when we, when we first met in San Diego face to face, I asked you about building chronometer in a small town running a lifestyle business, which sounds absolutely amazing. And it sounds like that's what you guys are doing. But as I was saying, just before we got cut off there, was that it sounds like this is starting to take on a life of its own. you, You guys got a lot going on there. It sounds like you're seeing a lot of growth. So that's really exciting. Maybe it's starting to 
move beyond just a small little lifestyle business. I don't know, but it, it just what I read on social media sounds like you guys are doing great. Yeah, we, we are. I mean, we're, we're still growing from a relatively small base. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like in, in percentage growth terms, it's an amazing business uh, the last couple of years. And, and it's been kind of a wild ride because, uh, I mean, I mentioned earlier when I started things, I was just kind of by myself in Canmore. Yep. Um, added, uh, what I didn't mention is, is after the first like uh, eight months or so of being live, uh, it wasn't really making that, you know, it had a small immediate following from the, from the sort of the name it had it built for itself on online from the, the open source version. But, yep. um, you know, it wasn't going to pay my rent yep. <laughs> at the, mm -hmm. the amount of revenue it was bringing in. Um, and I ended up doing another startup uh, for the next uh, couple of years and, and just maintaining chronometer not really heavily investing. I was still doing a lot of work on it, but evenings and weekends and, and sort yep. of bug fixes. was not my day job. And, uh, but while, while I was off doing these other startups, uh, it year after year continued to grow, uh, mm -hmm. by huge amounts. And again, starting from tiny, tiny amounts. So you're multiplying <laughs> big percentage on small amounts. It takes years uh, yep. to anything substantial. Yep. Um, it was seeing hundred percent year over year growth. 80% year over year growth each year, like in Sweet. that range. Yeah. Uh, and that is, that has continued. And so 2016 hired our first employees. Yep. And 2017 start of like basically last January, 2017, I went full time myself. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Congrats. Moved to Revelstoke and opened an office here and started hiring locally. Um, and so today I think we're at around uh, 17, people in total with about 10 of us uh maybe 11 of us here in the office and so, so not only do you get to build what you love <laughs> but you get to be a ski bum as well yes so we have chairlift meetings and <laughs> if you email support to, you see on a powder day you probably won't get a reply <laughs> yeah it's, it's, the, the hill is on like starts at the edge of town here um so you know from your door and and you can you can get your runs in and in the morning and still you know after lunch be in the office and we, our new office actually has a shower uh, in one of the bathrooms <laughs> so yeah you can just come straight to work and that's awesome yeah i do the same thing i'll be out there at six in the morning the starbucks at north star opens at uh 7 a.m so i'm like first guy in the starbucks bust work for 90 minutes get up on the runs get a few runs in take a, take a conference call if I need to create the conference call and, and just make it happen. So yeah, it's wonderful. So yeah, there's a few things I want to ask you about, about the company. One is that I know you guys have a real commitment to making sure that your nutrient database is, is the best. And I mm -hmm. don't know a lot about that. I just know that that's an area I think you guys take very seriously. So can you share more about how Chronometer does that versus some of the other kind of off-the-shelf types of uh, apps out there? Yeah, yeah, we do take that very seriously. And, and because of that, it's made our lives extremely difficult. But it's yeah. also why we have the niche we have and yeah. why it's, it really is one of our biggest differentiators. Because so what everyone, does that mean for people who, who may not – They maybe they used MyFitnessPal or something like that where yeah. – the micronutrients and things like that are, are really just kind of uh, questionable at best. 
Yeah. So there's two big issues with every, everybody else that we're trying to solve. Um, and that's not to say we have perfect data and that we don't have gaps and errors and, and yep. issues, but I think we, we are proactively uh, have the highest standards and, and invest the most in, in uh, trying to, to stay on top of it. The problem with the other sites uh, that do tracking is A, they either don't track nearly as many things as we do, so it's an easier task right, for, for data entry and for maintenance and collection if they're just reporting basic macros. Yep. Um, whereas we are trying to collect very, very detailed, comprehensive nutrition data on everything we can. Uh, so it's just, just a much bigger problem. The second problem is a lot of those databases aren't curated by experts. They're crowdsourced. They have low standards. The, the not everything you basically the users can enter foods that are missing. Yep. Uh, and they're not vetted very carefully. And so a lot of people who have used, used those other sites have noted that, you know, you find 27 different entries for a, a diet Pepsi and they're all different. Yep. <laughs> right. Like that's, that's the state they end up in. So those sites have a much higher hit um, versus miss when you search for something, some obscure product that's probably going to be in there. Um, but uh, you know, cause we, we, we're a little slower getting our data in cause we check it and we're careful. Yeah. And so that's the trade off. Yeah. We're the same way, Aaron. We do the same thing with the lab test results. You know, we, 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 we spend a ton of time, probably like you guys, thousands of hours making sure that our database of blood tests is accurate and consistent. And we don't have to do this, but, but you can connect 10 different doctor's offices to Heads Up Health and we'll download all those blood tests. Every doctor sends them to us in a different format. Mm -hmm. and, and so for us to show you one trend line of all those tests, we, we have a lot of the times we have to manually normalize all this data with, with licensed MDs who can figure out these obscure test names inside of a JSON payload from a doctor's office. Yeah. And, and we don't have to do that, but it's, it's just our commitment to quality on the blood tests. And so I can totally relate to like why you guys do that and invest in that. That's a long-term investment I think that you make in the company mm -hmm. and in the product. Yeah. And that's exactly what, what we've done is, is like, especially since last year when we opened our Revelstoke office, we started hiring a, a whole team around data curation. Um, and, and so that's, that's their full-time gig is just cleaning and, and inputting and, and staying on top of our, our database uh, to make sure it's the best. Yeah. And you have the, probably I would say the largest database of micronutrients from all of these foods as well. So what does that mean for people who don't even know like micronutrients and like some of the, some of the reasons why you'd want to have more depth in, in the list of ones you track for like full nutrient density? Yeah. Well, there's so many, there's so many different use cases and yeah, the average Joe generally doesn't care. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, other than they might want to like look at their normal quotidian weekly diet once or twice a year and sort of see, Hey, am I getting all my nutrients from my food? Maybe I'm kind of missing out on zinc or something like it can be really useful just to take a peek every now and then and, and see, you know, what your supposedly healthy diet is giving you and maybe you need to change it or add a supplement, right. Um, yep. based around that knowledge or get rid of a supplement, you'd be like, Hey, I don't need to supplement this folate because I get 
plenty from my veggies. Yep. On. Um, so it, it's just that sort of general case is useful. But then we see really specific medical conditions or athletes that are monitoring something very specific, a cancer patient who's monitoring a specific amino acid level, right? Um, mm -hmm. it, it can get extremely specific to, to their particular case. And that's where we, I think we shine, right? There's nothing else on the market that, that can help those people to the detail that they require. Yep. And I think the practitioners who are working with these patients also need to know that they have access to the right product as exactly. well. Yeah. And like Aisha Winters, you know, who I have a huge nerd crush on. And I think she's the one who maybe introduced us first, but who, who looks at thousands of patients, tens of thousands of labs, very complex analysis and, and knows which micronutrients need to be in a specific diet based on a person's specific genetic mutations or other things. And so the practitioners can come to you and know that that's a way that they can very carefully help people on these diets, mental health, all of these things where micronutrient deficiencies and things like that come into play. I think is super you, important. Ketogenic dieters just wanting to track their electrolytes. Yeah. You've got uh, vegans wanting to make sure you know they're getting their their protein. You've got vegetarians making sure they're getting their B twelve. Yep. Um, so uh, someone, yeah, with a mutation that's affecting iron absorption, they might be tracking their iron specifically. And so there's just all these different needs where where you might want something more than just a basic calorie counter. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so we're very similar in that regard. I mean, our focus is more on the blood tests, but we're, we're definitely kindred spirits there in terms of investing in that stuff. And for those who are listening, I, I think we should probably talk about the uh, integration that we started on. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people are using Heads Up Health to track their medical records. And they were, uh, let's just say, very vocal about asking <laughs> if, we, if we could partner. I would, I would say we certainly got a lot of people writing and requesting that. So yeah, loud and clear. Yeah. So we got it working. We got it done. Your, your team did a fantastic job on the API. It was totally flawless on our side. There's, there's a lot of them that are pretty nasty that we've had to grapple with. So as of like two weeks ago, you can connect chronometer to heads up health and you can get the basic macros in there and a few other things if you if you need to see the other more detailed information you can log into the chronometer account but more importantly is the basics now synchronize between our two apps so i'm really uh happy about that aaron i think there's a lot more we can do together you know if i'm just waxing philosophical here for a moment there's a lot of people in both of our systems on keto and they want to enter the ketones either in your app or our app and have it sync. Mm -hmm. So I think at some point we should find a way to solve that problem for our mutual users as well. Cause right now they have to enter it in both systems if they want it to show up, but, but a two way for like blood sugar and ketones. That seems yeah, to be, that like, would be great. I think. Yeah. 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 So like if they link heads up health, it'll flow in from us just for those two, I think are probably the most ones. And then, <laughs> Uh, in chronometer, you, you can enter blood tests. You've got, you've got a subset of uh, bio, biomarkers in there, and um, we, we could also potentially uh, pre-populate those, at least for the American users, because we're connected to their doctor's office. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how much detail you get into that stuff, but that's definitely an area we could explore as well. 
Yeah, we it's not definitely not been our focus. We do we do have some plans to uh, gussy that up a bit more than its current state. Yep. Um, definitely not to the extent you guys are are uh, handling things, but it would be great to yeah be able to pull the data from you guys so that it can be charted against detailed nutrition charts. Yeah. I think that's where it would be really useful. Agree. Right. Because there's some places your analysis is going to be better and there's some place our analysis is going to be better. So it should yeah, just, so just having it bi-directional would be really useful. So we can, yeah, yeah we can specialize on the, you know, how, how can I follow this particular set of nutrients and then see how they're impacting biomarkers. Yeah. Like, like we can't overlay a micronutrient with a lab test value because, because we don't get all of those, nor, nor do we want them. And, and similarly, I'm sure that in your, in your system, you can't take 10 years of a person's uh, data from their doctor's office and overlay it with other stuff. So I think those are some areas where the, the bi-directional communication could help not just the individuals, but also the practitioners that, mm -hmm. that need access to that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. I think, you know, just in the short term, getting the basic integration done was huge. So um, thank you for doing that. Yeah, and that was our first uh, too. So it was, it was a bit of a lift for us to, to get it off the ground, uh, but I'm glad we have it now. Yeah, and we're badgering you for, for things like more callbacks and other kinds of nerdy things. So <laughs> we'll get there. But the uh, initial implementation went really smooth. So where are you guys seeing a lot of uh, growth these days? I mean, we're, we're seeing tremendous interest in low-carb keto. Sounds like your, your users are across the map uh, based on some of the use cases you already defined. But when, when you're looking out and saying, okay, if I look at my user base and and you're the founder, so you know what questions are coming in to the support alias. You know what people are asking for. Where do you see you guys heading? What's hot right now? Like what's the, maybe some of the vision you see yourselves evolving to over the next few years? Yeah, that's uh, a good question. There's, I think there's 10 questions in there, so pick one. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> one question that, that keto has come out of nowhere to become like absolutely huge. Um, yeah. A lot of traffic coming in. New and it's obvious when it's new users too, right? Because they're the ones that hit support the hardest. Yep. The questions. Um, we also have a very big following on in, uh, vegan raw food and vegan um, yep. types of diets. Um, again, because they're they're a group that likes to really analyze and meal plan and prove to all their relatives that are harping on them for being vegan that they're getting all their protein and yep. <laughs> that their lab panels look good. Yeah. yeah so. So that's also a really uh, strong segment for us. Yep. And then after that, it's more just general, um, you know, weight loss and and uh, it gets less specific, I suppose. Yeah. What about um, yeah, on the research a, a side? Product that's a, a tool and can be broadly applied to any yeah. kind of diet. So so yeah. any anything under the sun kind of falls there. But keto is by far the biggest growth area yep. in the last uh, year or two. Yeah. And uh, our, I, I noticed that you can participate in different research studies in Chronometer. Is, is the research angle where you're, you have people coming to you for that type of stuff? Yeah. Um, it's something we're seeing more and more of. So, and, and trying our best to support um, I, sometimes on uh, the small scale, it's, we don't have like sort of those. Um, so, so yeah, you're referring, we have that uh, like grassroots health vitamin D study. Yeah. You can roll in and that's, you're basically opting in to allow your, your diary data to be shared with those researchers for, which I think is amazing. Yeah. And we'd like to do more of those for large, large scale researchers, but we also have small 
So we also have this professional version that lets is geared for like a, a doctor or a dietitian or yeah. any kind of coaching practice to be able to manage their roster of clients or patients. And that can also be used by a researcher for like a small study yeah. and they might have like 20 to hundred um, people tracking. Um, we can then be that the vehicle that they, they have their, their research subjects record everything in and yep. then they pull that data at the end of the study and do their analysis. Um, and so we have lots of, of ongoing studies um, at, uh, at various universities um, doing dietary tracking studies. So, um, and I, I noticed well, you guys haven't published yet, but uh, hopefully in the next few years we'll, we'll start to see some of those uh, research uh, studies come out with some interesting results. Cool. And, and I noticed you guys did something with Dr. Mercola as well. Yeah, we did a cross promotion. So he, he's a huge fan um, yep. and he approached us, uh, you know, wanting to uh, basically have a version with a few little tweaks for his users. So if they yep. sign up through his special link, they, you know, there's a little bit of customization. He was, he was basically um, also tailoring it for ketogenic Got dieters that, uh, you know, through his system and and so we uh, we did that uh, for him, and he he sent us a, a quite a large uh, bit of traffic. Um, yeah. As a result, so that was a that was a good promotion for us. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Aaron. I as I said, I love speaking to founders, and uh, we're we're leading similar uh, paths, just living in the places we live and doing the things we do, and and we got the initial integration off the ground, so. Hopefully that means we'll, we'll we'll get a few less support calls, but support calls are good. It means people are asking for things and 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 driving the direction of the product ultimately. So I'm sure. Although we did get one user who filed a bug report with us last night for the chronometer integration, and he said the alcoholic drinks were not sinking properly, and he said he had uh, one and a half pints of Guinness, two glasses of wine, and a couple of vodkas. So I said, uh, I may actually have to go uh, drink the same regimen and enter it in just, just to try to reproduce the error. So, you know, we always get fun little things like that. But um, jokes aside, the initial integration's going good. It was great to meet you finally in uh, San Diego face-to-face. So thanks for doing what you do, man. And uh, if you're listening and you, and you want to try the chronometer app out, go ahead and do it. It syncs up with heads up. And um, hopefully we can have you back on again at some point, Aaron, as things continue to expand between uh, the way we do our technical integrations. But other than that, man, thanks for building a great product. And I'm um, looking forward to just continuing the partnership between our companies. Yeah, right on. Well, thank you for having me on. And uh, thanks for doing the integration with us and yeah, and yeah uh, hope there's lots more to, to come. I think you guys have an awesome thing going and it's, it's fun to be a part of it. So um, I'll be uh, planning my travel schedule this winter. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to come and, and, uh, and uh, check out the mountain there at some point this winter. It's a fun mountain. Uh, yeah. They, the uh, the only trouble is getting here. Because so where do you fly into then? You can fly into either Col- we're very remote, so you can either fly into Kelowna, which Kelowna is Kelowna. I've been to drive. a few times. Yeah, uh, but a two and a half hour drive if from Kelowna winter is not you're not guaranteed to make it. 
in the, <laughs> in the mountains, especially yeah. if you get some bad yeah, weather. So I, I, gotta, I make, make sure I rent a four uh, something with four wheel drive wherever I. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, like the roads close all the time for avalanche uh, issues and in the winter, and and so it can really disrupt your your plans. There is a, a couple flights a week yeah. to our little airport out of Vancouver. And uh, other way in is from Calgary, but that's a much longer drive. All right. Um, Sounds dangerous, which means I'm in. So, <laughs> yeah. But we, the, the, the claim to fame here is we, you need to bring a snorkel. It's, it, we just get dump, 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 uh, dump, yes. dump, dump. And uh, you get kind of, oh, really? Another two feet of powder? Oh, I guess I'll go. I have to, yeah. Let me live in this magical winter wonderland. It sounds like Truckee, actually, up where I am. Yeah. Cool. All right, brother. Well, you're going to have a visitor this winter, that's for sure. Right on. Thanks, man. I know it's a Friday afternoon. Get you back to your weekend. So uh, thanks for joining, man. Great conversation. All right. Take care. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Data Driven Health Radio. 